Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Before we get started on today's podcast, let's talk about two different sponsors that we have. Our first sponsor is Love My Legs Own Sound Grey Bruce. Click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website, which is a Facebook site. has all different kinds of women's leggings on there, and they have three different styles of waistbands. And they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. So head on over to their their website, their Facebook page, and check out what they have to offer. Our second sponsor for today is T-Shirts, She-Shirts. Once again, click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website and see what they have to offer. They are more than just a T-Shirt company. All right, let's get started with today's podcast. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. In today's episode, we are going to be talking a little bit what happened the last uh, several days in Canada here, and a little bit what was going on in the States uh, in regards to, of course, why, what else? Freedom. A little bit of freedom and stuff like that that was going on uh, online, uh, what was mentioned about Canadians and stuff like that. Um, Before I get started, I'm going to mention about... uh, couple of monitors that uh, I use here for my setup, um, here for my podcast. Uh, I'm going to leave the link uh, below in the description. Uh, I'll put the picture right up here for you to see. So the first one's going to be, it's an Asus monitor. Asus monitor. It is a 27-inch uh, a monitor, uh, 144 hertz, uh, HDMI connections, of course, display connections. You can read about it. Uh, and Amazon and check it out. That's a great little monitor. It's a 27-inch Asus. My next one that I'm going to post is a 27-inch Rogue. It's a gaming monitor, faster. Um, I believe they're they're great. I have another one for my gaming setup. Awesome little monitors. Check it out in the uh, Amazon and click the link below. All right, well, let's get started. Like I said, the first... um, thing I'm going to show you is Sean Strickland. Um, if you haven't seen this, this went basically viral the other day, and um, millions and millions of people have seen this. Um, not for the faint of heart, but uh, enjoy. No, you're, you're in Toronto. Toronto. Welcome. Glad to hear it. It's been great. Are you Canadian? Uh, of course I am. Are you part of the fucking opposition? Are you... uh, I don't know how to phrase that. You, I mean, you got like... Can... Uh, well, I did want to ask Did you, you vote for Trudeau? Uh, you know what I'm not going to say. And, and let me tell you something right now. If a man says he's not going to say, like, if you ask him, oh, did you vote for Biden? He's like, well, I'm not going to say that's not your business. He voted for fucking Biden. So, hey. So, this is this is what I'm talking about, you guys. The enemy. The enemy of Canada. That's what it's got to be. It's got to be. We've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian community in this city. I did want to ask you something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think I'd... Oh, look, another... another. I'm saying to you, the swamp, you guys. The swamp. You become a champion. You become a star. And then let me ask you something. Are you are you are you, are you, are you gay? Are, no, are you? Are, are you? Let me know. Are you gay? Can I get, can I get well, no, I'm asking. I'm, this is the part. Are you are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. okay. 
if you had a son and he was like, you know, he had a son who was gay, you'd be like, oh man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid. No problem with it. Oh man, well, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, you're part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau. Like, when you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And, and the fact that, the fact that you have no fucking backbone and, and actually shut down your fucking country and seize bank accounts, you ask me some stupid shit like that, go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. I didn't want to ask the question, but I did want to ask also things you said about the trans community. You said, uh, this past October when they announced the Bud Light sponsorship that, You'd go so hard on Bud Light in your next fight, they'll have to accept me or denounce me when uh, when they know what the fight is, will know what they stand for. This guy's like, that, this Canadian's not that Canadian. Are you still going to use your fight time to kind of speak on that? Here's the thing about Bud Light. So, of course, Sean Strickland goes on to say other things, but that's basically the, that's the gist of it. Um, when the reporter asked him a question, and, of course, he went off on him a little bit, um, you know, it goes on for a few more minutes. You can find other stuff online. Uh, but that's just Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland is a uh, middleweight. Uh, he was a middleweight champion, and um, he calls it like he sees it. He just sometimes people are offended, but everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion, and they can and they can speak their mind. Um, I'm going to show this other clip here, and this is, um, of course, everyone knows this guy. He's Dana White, and uh, this is what he has to say when a reporter asks him a question about. Um, about Strickland. You're going to those guys and saying, hey, this might be the one time you need to tone it down. This might be the one time you need to what? Tone it down. The trash talk. I don't tell anybody to do anything. I don't try to control any other human beings in any way, shape, or form. They do with this work. I say it all the time. I'm in the fight business. And, you know, if you get your feelings hurt that bad, you probably shouldn't ask the type of questions when you know the answer you're going to get from Strickland. Let's start there. You know what I mean? If you ask him, you know who he is. And if you ask him a certain question, he was baited in that question. When well, I'm not, no, sorry, my, my mistake. Not referring to that question, just, you know, strictly got a little I, I know what you're saying. Okay. I know, no, I know what you asked me. Um, it is what it is. It's the fight business, man. Dana, I just, I just want to go back. Um, you were talking about, like, you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about you know what they can say when they are up there with the UFC microphone, and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia. Like, is there? I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you a leash. I'm like free speech. Control what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people. I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes. On any of What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, uh, probably a good idea. Just, that's ridiculous to say, give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want. And I don't think there's any... We had, we had, we had two gay women who fought in the co-main event. They sat on the stage with Sean Strickland. They could give a shit what Sean Strickland thinks or what he says, or what his beliefs are, or what his opinions are. You know what I mean? Go ahead. What do you got? You got nothing. Anyway, Dana White did a great job of uh, answering those questions, I believe, and he did a great job of basically setting that guy in his place. Now, if anyone is not a UFC uh, fan, or I'm a UFC fan, here's the two ladies that were fighting for a title match, and it's uh, uh Raquel, Rachel Pennington, and uh, Mira Bueno Silva. 
these two ladies are gay. They have wives, they have children, and that reporter's never asked one question to those ladies in regards to what their lives were like or, you know, what it's anything. They didn't ask them a thing. And they sat there actually when the reporter asked Sean Strickland a question and Sean Strickland answered the question. They were there. And just like Dana said, they could give two shits. And uh, I just think it's it's kind of weird that they never asked any got asked any questions. The both of them never got asked a question, which is uh, like I said, kind of weird. Anyway, during this fight, uh, you yeah. see, of course, um, Joe Rogan always usually does a podcast uh, for a, a fight fight night or whatnot with his buddies. And uh, anyway, this is what he had to say when uh, the fans, twenty thousand fans, got a little little carried away in Toronto. And uh, here we go. Fuck Trudeau. Yeah. Yeah. Canada. Canada. Get your shit together. Come back. Come back to what you used to be. Pierre Polivare guy, however you say his name. That guy makes sense. He's up. See? He just endorsed Pierre Polyev. Of course he said his last Pierre Polyev's last name a little weird, but uh Joe Rogan saw him and he goes, he makes sense. Well, of course he makes sense because it's just a common – he's a common sense politician. He says, says things that are just common sense for the common people. And that is why right now the poll came out the other day and the paper was just released the other day as well. This was in January the 23rd, which is today. Bad news across the board for Trudeau. Conservatives would win 217 seats if an election was held today, according to this new innovative research poll. Now, that was just released today. And, of course, what was released yesterday, I believe, was this poll here. New poll predicts Trudeau's liberal uh, collapse that uh, Pierre Polyev, it's Polyev, Pierre Polyev, he would win 222 seats. He would win a majority government larger than any other time in the history of Canada. The other time was a guy by the name of Brian Mulroney back in the 90s. He had a majority government. It was the highest. Anyway, why do people? Uh, why are people pissed at uh, at Trudeau? Why are they pissed off at him? For all different kinds of reasons, and there's not just people in in Canada. Uh, are ticked, but there's uh, all kinds of people. And here is what um, a guy by the name of Piers Morgan has to say about Trudeau. This is what he says about him. It's interesting. Uh, Trudeau, for example, he bangs on about Trump being a fascist when he is the number one woke fascist in the world, right? The most woke human being alive. And I think he's destroying that country. I saw a poll last week that said more young Canadians would vote for Trump than vote for Trudeau, right? Not that they're in the same election, but they. <laughs> you hear that one? That poll, more more young people in uh, the United States would vote for Trump than they would for Trudeau. Interesting, right? But uh, that was Pierce Morgan. So this other little clip I'm just going to show you here is uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould. She was our attorney general. She is the girl that, the lady that Pierre, or sorry, that uh, Trudeau ha had fired, fired her because... Uh, for different things, but this is her speaking a little bit about Trudeau. Here we go. Uh, with, with the, the clerk, clerk president, we had conversations about SNC 
Um, what he brought up, SNC, about jobs and the potential of job loss. And I will say, um, entirely appropriate conversations for the Prime Minister to bring up. Um, what I will say is that the conversations turned to be completely inappropriate when there was discussion about um, the Quebec election, about the fact that the Prime Minister was a member of Parliament uh, in Quebec. It was at that point that um, I immediately um, became concerned and because I was the Attorney General, um, sought to um, have a conversation with the Prime Minister about the law, about the role of the Attorney General and the necessary independence that the Attorney General must have in exercising their discretion, in this case, around a prosecution. Um, the political concerns that were raised prompted me to ask the question of the Prime Minister directly if he was politically interfering with my role as the Attorney General. So at that point, my senses were heightened. Um, the Prime Minister assured me that that was not the case. Um, but um, soon thereafter, um, I instructed my staff and myself as well to uh, ensure that we had a very detailed chronology of all meetings um, and uh, conversations about SN. And soon after that, she was uh, fired. She was released from her, her duties, and she was our Attorney General here in Canada. So here is a, another interviewer um, sitting, sitting with Trudeau. And um, this is how this little interview went, if you've never seen it or heard it. Here we go. You're not heading for a better year. Seven out of ten Canadians want you to step down. There was a recent poll saying that Christopher Freeland and Mark Carney were both more popular choices than you to lead the Liberal Party. People are being very clear that they don't like you. You're not heading for... Interesting. Seven out of ten Canadians do not like him. But yet, he will still run and still think that he's doing good for the country boggles my mind just boggles my mind how these people do that anyway that uh, interviewer there talked about um, Freeland and Mark Kearney well here is a uh, uh, bunch of questions that Pierre Polyev was asking Mark Kearney and this is what type of person Mark Kearney is in regards to Canada and other countries it's uh it's really lengthy, but I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'm just going to play just a short little, hopefully, snippet here, and you'll kind of get the idea of, of where we're going with this. Now, this is well before Pierre Polyev became the uh, leader of the opposition. So I watched this even a year, or so, a half, year and a half or two years ago when this came out, and I th that's why I started liking Pierre, because he's looking out for the best interest, I believe, of Canadians. You can believe it or not, but here we go support the Prime Minister's decision to veto the Northern Gateway Pipeline, Mr. Carney? Uh, I, I understand the veto of the Northern Gateway Pipeline, given both environmental and commercial reasons. Do you support it? I think it's sensible. I, I wasn't involved in the decision, but I think it was the right decision. And yet your company has invested billions of dollars in oil companies in both Brazil and the UAE to buy pipelines. Uh, you've, uh, you've bought uh, billions of dollars of pipelines as a company in the last five years. Do you support those investments? 
Uh, Mr. Polyev, there is a global energy system, and one of the issues, uh, I'm, I'm trying to explain a bit of how the economy works. Uh, one of the Thank issues, you so much. Of, well, it, it may help. Uh, one of the issues for this committee in thinking about a sustainable transition. Do you support it? Where is Canada's role in those in those uh, as energy transitions from right. fossil fuels to renewables? And in different jurisdictions, into ah, geography, it matters. It matters. Okay. And this is the fundamental point. Yeah. No, I'm so, sorry. This is the fundamental point. So, I'm getting, sorry. You're you, finally you've getting the time. to a point you've that the time. is relevant to this committee's what, what you're What you're, you're, you're saying, saying is you oppose pipelines in Canada, but you support them in the UAE and in Brazil. That's what you've actually said. There are specific That's your double standard. It is not a double standard. It is a double standard. No, it's not. You, you make billions of dollars off foreign pipelines, and you shut them down here at home, putting our people out of work. So basically, that was it in a nutshell, right? He makes billions of dollars in foreign pipelines, but yet shuts down the pipelines in Canada and puts Canadians out of work. I don't know about you, but that is not looking out for the best interests of Canadians. And that's what these politicians should do. And if you've listened to any podcast that I've done, you will understand exactly what I just said. If they're not making your life better, then they have to go. Period. End of story. Don't get attached to who they are. Don't love that person. Think they're the greatest. It's their policies. It's what they're going to do for you to make your life better. It's really that simple. Anyway, that was Mark Carney. Um, so this next little clip I'm going to show you is of a young lady. She's explaining about globalism and explaining about what's going on in this world. And uh, I found this fascinating when I came across this little clip. And uh, it's, it speaks volumes. I'm going to play for you right now. Here we go. America and Europe are facing incredibly similar problems. And that's because we are under attack by the same sick globalist agenda. As a result of that, my continent finds itself in rough waters. And that is, to put it mildly. Europe is being flooded with immigrants from non-Western countries. Our national identities are being destroyed and replaced. Our sovereignty is given up to bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats, may I add, in Brussels. Our churches are closing their doors, and we are spending billions and billions of euros on a non-existing climate crisis and a war in Ukraine that isn't even ours. In fact, I would go as far as to say that we are paying for our own destruction. Interesting what she had to say there. But, of course, numerous things that she did say. But one of the things that kind of caught my eye when she was talking about it, in my ear, when she was talking about it, was climate change. Now, I've talked about this before. Before, they called it global warming. Now, they call it climate change. I'm going to play you a little clip here. And hopefully... Just hopefully, you'll maybe understand a little bit what this uh, what this uh, congressman or senator from Georgia, when he's asking his questions, maybe you'll understand just a little bit of what's going on here. So let's play this uh, play this pipe or play this reel and go from there. Percentage of carbon dioxide in the uh, in the atmosphere. Anybody want to answer that? Nobody wants to answer that. Scientifically, it's an easy question. Five minutes on Google. 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, carbon dioxide is 0.04%. Of that, what percentage comes from man-made? Of that 0.04, anybody want to answer that? Google will tell you it's around 
So 11% of 0.04% produced by man-made, but that's what we're focusing all of our attention on. That's what caused global warming. That, that retention by that 0.04% of the carbon emissions that we are 11% of is what we're debating here. The hundreds of billions of dollars we want to put in to prevent that, and that's going to prevent global warming and cooling? Because we're talking about environmental changes could be either. And over the millennium, I just recently watched uh, uh, say that it's the hottest month in 100,000 years. Based on one scientific evidence, what, what reporting did we have around the world 100,000 years ago? I didn't see that Egyptian hieroglyphic. Did you? No answers. When I ask scientists all the time, no answers on how we are producing this climate change. There he is there. A from Georgia. Anyway, I think he did a fantastic job in regards to uh, hopefully explaining that just a little bit about the percentage, which is next to nothing. But what they do is they pull at your heartstrings and they say, oh, it's for the children. It's for the future of the children. That's how they get you with these little, that's uh, about the, the future of your children and your grandchildren. Yeah, it's the science doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. And another thing that doesn't add up is Stephen Gobold. He is our climate czar here in Canada. And this reporter asked him a couple of questions back in June of this past year in our summer. And I'm going to just let this unfold and we'll go from there. And since fire season is the new normal, does that necessitate more aggressive action to deal with it? I spoke with Environment Minister Stephen Gibault to ask him just that in the smoke outside on Parliament Hill. Have a listen. Hi, Minister. Good to see you. Good to see you. I appreciate you making the time. I feel like we woke up in Ottawa, in Montreal, in Toronto today with something we are not used to at all. Right, we see it right now with the smoke, and you can you can actually smell it for people who are white. You can taste it. What does that say to you? Well. In our nation's capital today, the air quality index is worse than it is in Mexico City, than it is in Jakarta, than it is in many uh, Indian uh, cities like Kolkata. And that is a direct result of the forest fires. Uh, and people would say, well, we've always had forest fires. What, what's new? Well, this year, the area that's being burned is 10 times normal average. Uh, in Alberta, we've almost surpassed 2016, which was one of the worst years in terms of forest fires. Fort Murray had to be evacuated. It's the worst year in Nova Scotia for forest fires. It's likely the worst year in Quebec. And today is June 6th. We're not in the middle of July. We're not at the end of the month of August. We're at the beginning. We're not even in the summer yet. So it, it is likely going to be a very difficult summer from, from the point of view of heat, of dryness, and of forest fires in Canada. Based on what you know about the effects of the climate change, do you anticipate what we are seeing right now is basically the new normal? Well, unfortunately, we know that because of increased global temperatures and climate change, we will have more episodes like forest fires, like hurricanes we saw. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong-o, Stephen Gabolt. How about this? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, how about an Alberta woman faces 32 arson charges after wildfire investigation? There's one. Okay, how about number two? How about this one? 
Wildfires, residential arson. This was in May of 2023. Don't forget what just uh, happened in June, right? So there's another arsonist there. Oh, what's this one here? Oh, conditional sentences for Kamloops, BC woman who sets fire. 2022 wildfire season. More fires. So what's the next one? Now that's the same one I just had. What's the next one? Let's see here. Quebec man pleads guilty to setting 14 forest fires. This was just the other day. This guy did 14 forest fires. That was in Quebec. Here's another one. Glendon woman convicted of four counts of mischief setting 32 fires. 32. That is wild. How about this one here? Woman charged after a series of arsons in Fort Saskatchewan. You getting the picture? That's the truth as far as fires go across Canada. All the fires that drifted down into the States as well. There was numerous fires. A lot of people don't realize a lot of those fires were started by arsonists. They started the fires. It's just that simple. That's the way that worked. All right, so I'm going to play another little clip here um, because you know, the climate changes brings me down, drives me crazy. So I'm going to I'm going to play a little clip here about um, with Trudeau because you know when Trudeau was voted into office, when he was elected into office, he's like you know sunny ways, my friends, sunny ways. Well, hasn't been such sunny ways, but here we go. The Conservative Party under Pierre Polyev has made it very, very clear that they want to take Canada backwards. Trudeau likes to say Pierre wants to take us back in time. Let's review that statement. Trudeau was elected in 2015 because people wanted a change. A change from affordability to poverty, a change from immigration to invasion, a change from low taxes to high taxes, a change from unity to division, a change from freedom to censorship, a change from accountability to corruption, a change from solvency to insolvency, a change from leadership to dictatorship, a change from being loved globally to despise, a change from investing in Canada to investing in other countries, a change from harmony to chaos, a change from no protesting to daily protesting, a change from freedom of speech to government-approved speech, a change from hiring on merit to hiring on color and ethnicity, a change from small government to large government, a change from a strong military that protects the citizens to one that is compromised, a change from working health care to non-existent health care, a change from rich to poor, a change from clean to drug addicted, a change from happy to assisted suicide, a change from educated to indoctrinated, a change from energy rich to blackouts, no one should ever. Now, does that look like sunny ways to anyone? Sunny ways, my friends, sunny ways? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. And since he's been in office, the things that he's done to Canadians is incredible. We have a thing called the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. This was covered the other day by Rebel News. If no one had a chance to see this, what was going on was down in the Toronto area. A part of a bridge that was that kept being blocked off by Hamas and wouldn't allow... Um, uh, Jewish residents to get into their uh, place where they live. Um, so anyway, there was a, a huge police presence. So here's David Menzies, who was on the news the other day. He was pushed by that RCMP officer, and the RCMP said that he charged him with assault, but they ended up letting him go. Uh, here he is again. Uh, he's up in the bridge. He's doing a story, and then this is what happens. This is what unfolds when the police walk up and say this. 
fair with everyone. We don't want to close the bridge down. So what we're doing instead is making sure that no one's actually going to stand there. So we're not coming with people saying, well, they're standing here, why can't I stand here? Then it becomes discrimination. We don't want to discriminate, right? So we want to make sure that everyone that, that crosses that bridge doesn't come back and forth. Stay where you are, or just stay there. You're more than welcome to stay off the bridge and, and do your media all you want. You just can't go where the highway is and start taking pictures and recording because people are going to come in and be like, well, I just saw this video of them recording. Why can't I do that? But, right? you know, I'm sorry, I understand your position, but okay. we're not hanging okay. together. Okay. There's, there's zero tolerance. If you want to file a complaint, by all means, go file a complaint. But at this time, we've been directed that no one, regardless of who you are, whether you're a journalist or not, uh, you're not to stand on that bridge. If you don't agree with that, you're more than welcome to go file a complaint. More so, so if he stands on the bridge, are you going to arrest him? So we, we have authority for obstruct public and obstruct police. If you stand on the bridge, you will be arrested. Right? So you can't wow. stand it. You know, just so, a sad day. It's, it's like the shutdown of the free press officer. So again, you can do it off the bridge. All the walls have to do it off the bridge. You just can't be on the bridge. Okay. It's not just shut down of the free press. It's basically shut down of our right to move freely within our own country. We have the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that we can – that is public access. That's actually a walkway on a bridge. Anybody in Canada can come and walk across that bridge, and they're standing there saying that he, he's not allowed to even go up on that bridge. If he does, he has to stay up there, and he can't come back. Show me what law that is. And they turn around, and they say, well, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll arrest you for obstruction. Obstruction of what? Walking in a free place? Walking on a, on a, on a free sidewalk? It's it's out of control. This type of thing is out of control. You're taking away people's rights to be able to do things that they want to do. Don't get me wrong. The people that were there that were protesting, the Hamas were, were protesting and they were dropping flags over and stuff and they were stopping traffic, that's breaking the law. That's different. They should be charged, arrested, and taken away. If you're walking across a bridge, you're walking across a bridge. It's called freedom of movement. We're, we have that in our Charter of Rights and Freedoms here in Canada. We're able to go from province to province to province freely. It has it on our passport. And they're stopping, stopping movement. Stuff like this drives me crazy because it shouldn't, it sh this kind of thing shouldn't happen. And uh, I think that they're overstepping, they're overreaching, just like they did during the trucker convoy when the police overstepped. They just, they overstepped. And this is just another one of those situations. Um, you know, because a lot of stuff I believe that goes on over in the uh, in the World One Economic thing. Forum, the WEF across the way, they just finished in Davos. A lot of the leaders in these different countries belong to it. Trudeau's no different. Trudeau belongs to the WEF, World Economic Forum. So does Christia Freeland. So do several ministers. I've covered this under different podcasts before. That they, if you can go to their website and see, you can see all the names of the people that are on the the WEF because they don't they don't hide it. But they are not what they seem. The WEF, the World Economic Forum, I don't believe they are. Here is a guy that tells it like it is during the World Economic Forum. They invited him, and he spoke his mind. Here's what he had to say. Here it is. The Davos, you might say, and the people come here stand up for liberal democracy. It's laughable that you would, or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. This guy's is a heritage president, Kevin Roberts. You can go and check this out online and check him out. And he goes, it says he goes scorched earth on these global elites. Check it out. I'll be candid here because I think I've been invited here to be candid. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. Elites also tell us 
that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. Elise tell us that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change. The solutions, the average person know, cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at, at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially Vice President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. But let me just correct the, uh, the slight assertion you made there. We want Ukraine to win. We want to see Ukraine win with a lot more help from European allies. I think the United States has a role. Heritage has been clear about this for two years now that we, there is a world in which we support military aid for Ukraine. Our first obligation in foreign policy is to look at it through the lens of what's best for the American citizen. Joe Biden has done a god-awful job in articulating what that is. The kind of person who will come into the next conservative administration is going to be governed by one principle, and that is destroying the grasp that political elites and unelected technocrats have over the average person. And if I may, I will be candid and say that the agenda that every single member of the administration needs to have is to compile a list of everything that's ever been proposed at the World Economic Forum and object all of them wholesale. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Exactly what he said. Whatever they're saying to do with the World Economic Forum, do the opposite. Because like you said, we didn't elect these people. We did not vote for these people. We did not vote for any one of them. The stuff that they do to the rest of the world is pathetic. It's disgususting, and people need to wake up and, and, and smell the coffee cooking, because you vote for the people that look after your country. We don't, we don't elect those people. And they turn around and tell us what we should do. The people that are in the World Economic Forum. WEF or the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, or now the UN, United Nations. You can't have these people telling a sovereign nation, sovereign people, what we should and shouldn't be doing. It's it's out of control. But like he was just saying about about what Biden's been doing to the states, and people are really down on Trump, and they're always down on Trump. You always have stuff bad to say about him and everything else. I found this little clip from a lady online and I found it I just found it I don't even know what her name is but she's responding to a to a girl and it's on a TikTok video but she's responding to a girl and uh, it's well worth the listen it's a couple minutes long but what she says is bang on well good afternoon Michelle so Michelle here has a question Michelle wants to say she's not thinking to fight but she wants to know 
why I'm okay voting with someone with 91 felony counts. So, Michelle, I'm going to give you my answer. Ready? Because I'm tired. I am sick and fucking tired of the way this country looks under Democrat leadership. These felony counts don't mean shit to me. You know what that means to me? That the Democrat Party just want to get him off the campaign trail. Because if he was really guilty of anything, he'd be sitting in jail right now. And then you have to kind of ask yourself, why now? If Donald Trump's businesses were so corrupt, how come he wasn't indicted prior to him becoming president? Did you ever ask yourself that question? No. Because all those people that are calling him corrupt had their collective hands in his pockets prior to him becoming a politician. They were all buddy-buddy with him until he became president. You see, Donald Trump, out of both candidates, is the only one calling for peace right now. Not Joe Biden. I'm sick and tired of the way this country looks, Michelle, under Democrat leadership. I'm sick and tired of watching the riots in the streets. I'm sick and tired of watching our public monuments being defaced and absolutely just taken down in all our history and race. I am sick and tired of the indoctrination happening to our college kids and to our high school children, and even younger. And you know what I mean by the crazy. I'm tired of all of it. I am tired of watching over 10 million people be allowed into this country and being dropped into cities to the point where now the cities are having to cut back on programs that minority communities need. All to house people here that aren't even legal citizens. They're getting handed money, they're getting handed education, health care, housing. Do Americans get that? No. I'm sick and tired of watching this country's border be absolutely decimated by the Democrat Party and them not giving two shits about it. I am sick and tired of the politicians and their lip service. I am tired of watching politicians go into offices that usually pays about 150 to 200k a year but come out millionaires. And yet somehow you want me to think a guy that's got businesses all around the world that employs all sorts of people, black, white, red, handicapped, is somehow corrupt. But the guy in office for 50 plus years who hasn't accomplished shit is somehow a millionaire with zero businesses. But you want me to think that the other guy is corrupt, but not this one? Donald Trump has both candidates is the only one who's actually calling for peace. That's right. The only one calling for peace and the only one that had peace while he was in power. It's kind of crazy when you look at it. You listen to all the stuff that people have to say. And I've always said about the similarities, the similarities in both Canada and the United States. It's very, very similar. Uh, you know, immigration, what Biden's doing, what Trudeau's doing. They're probably calling each other up on the phone and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to try this this year. Um, anyway, so my last video is, uh, I actually just saw this this morning, actually, and I thought this was something else. This is, uh, well, it's self-explanatory, so I'll just uh, go ahead and play it. Thank you for your call. You have reached the line. For all urgent requests, please send your request by email. Yes, hi, I, I couldn't understand the French part, but it is Tucker Carlson calling from the United States. And I'd be grateful if you pass a message on to the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. We are coming to liberate Canada. We are coming to liberate Canada. And we'll be there soon. Merci. <laughs> that was just this morning from Tucker. Anyway, I thought that was kind of cute, so that's why I wanted to throw it on there. Um, anyway, you kind of get the idea in regards to uh, what's going on here in Canada a little bit, of course, and what's going on in the States. Just pick the right people, the right people for the job to look after us. That's all It's all you got to do is look after the right people, and, and uh, it, it'll all work out, hopefully, right? Um, and they'll have your best interest at heart, right?
That's all you got to do. Anyway, listen, thank you very much for listening to my podcast today. Much appreciated. For all you people that have subscribed and liked and shared any of my videos, much appreciated. If you haven't liked or subscribed my videos, please just ring the little bell and you will be notified every time I post a new video online. All my podcasts are also on Rumble. And please leave any comments or anything like that down below of anything that I've said, anything you may like, maybe dislike. Um, like I said, we all have different opinions and it uh, doesn't mean we have to hate each other over it. Um, we're, just, we're just expressing our views, expressing the way we feel about certain things, and that's the way it should be done in all democracies and a free world that uh, can speak freely. Without hate, of course. You don't want to hate on people. Um, that's always that's never nice, right? You try to be try to be fairly kind, right? Try to be, try to be kind to people. Um, anyway, I can also be found on, of course, all the podcasts. Spotify. You can find me on Spotify. Um, any Apple, Android. Um, you can also find me uh, Rumble. Did I say Rumble? Yeah. Um, I'm always on Rumble as well as uh, as YouTube, of course. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on any of that uh, any of those platforms. But anyway, like I said, thank you very much for uh, tuning in and listening to my ramblings and listening to some of the things that you normally would not see on mainstream media. Always appreciate it. So until next time, everyone. Thanks again for checking out the Surge Effect, and uh, have yourself a great day. And we will see you uh, next podcast. Cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsheshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.